thanks for joining us for another episode. Um, this week we've been looking at uh, our theme for camp, which is um, unmovable. We will not be shaken. And today we're going to dive a little deeper into the concept, um, an idea of being unmovable in the moving, right? Mm -hmm. um, when life is constantly moving and, and just ups and downs and all over, being unmovable. What what does that what does that even mean? Yeah, you know and. Um, sometimes life's just hard. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it seems we find ourselves in one trial after another, after another, as the old saying goes, when it rains, it pours. It's just never ending. Right. Or maybe it's literally a roller coaster. You know, one minute you're up and the next minute you're down and just continuing over and over again. But in this life, no matter how you find yourself in some sort of movement will always be whether good or bad or both. <laughs> so how in the world can we be unmovable? when we're inevitably going to be moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird thought that we're talking about unmovable when literally the only thing that's consistent in life right now is change. <laughs> right, like, like like you will be moving. Yeah. Like it's you're going to it's going to happen. And I think that's why this theme is so important to have especially now. Mm -hmm. I think that if we would have thought that this was cuz I I don't remember it being a complete theme thought, but I remember like even a couple years ago us talking about something like this. Yeah. Like kind of the whole thing of don't be shaken by the things of the world basically. Right. Right. But like this is more than ever. It's so applicable to our lives yeah, right now. We need to know sure. how in the world do we not move when everything is moving? Right, right. And like is it okay? Like it's like sometimes we think like you know, you don't want to be backsliding. Oh yeah. You know no. what I mean? And so there's, there's definitely bad movement. Well, I don't know that life. you and I have talked about this before, um, in the whole thing of if in your Christian life, you're never stagnant, right? Either forward or you're backward. Right. So you have to figure out how to continually be in the positive instead of going backwards. Right. Right. So, so today we're going to be looking, um, a little bit at Joseph's life. Um, his life was constantly moving. All right. Um, Physically and like spiritually and yeah, mentally. Like, he was all over the place, that poor guy. He was his father's favorite child. Mm -hmm. And then he was sold by his brothers. Um, he was working in Potiphar's house. Things were going great. And then he's thrown in prison. And yeah. just, I mean, it kind of, if you read his story, it's just back and forth. I mean, that, that poor guy. Yeah. But what never changed in Joseph's life? The Bible says over and over again, I just read this right before uh, writing this podcast, and I just keep saying, the Lord was with Joseph. Mm -hmm. And man, if I had anything, I want, I want the Lord was with Rachel. Yeah. You know, through yeah. anything. Like in your my legacy. Life. Yeah. Like, like if like, you're in the Bible. On my tombstone. <laughs> like the Lord was with Rachel. Like, you know, it's just yeah. so powerful. Yeah. And uh, that's what I want in my life. And that's what I have in my life. I yeah. just have to, I just have to attain it and keep it. And uh, yep. um, most things that happen in Joseph's life, whether good or bad, were kind of because of someone else really mm -hmm. beyond his control. Um, Potiphar's wife, his yep. brother sold him yep. and, and all of those things meant him harm, but God worked it for Joseph's good. Yeah. You know, those things led to good things in Joseph's life. And I think that's where um, we as Christians really need to focus in on being unmovable in the moving. I don't, like we've talked before, I don't believe that it means being unmovable doesn't necessarily unable to change. Does right. that make sense? Right. Like you're able to change in where God wants you to be. And whether that be your callings in life, because sometimes people's callings change throughout life, or whether that be you are on the mountaintop today and tomorrow everything crashes underneath you, right. you have to be able to stay consistent just as Jesus is consistent in your life. Right. Right. He will remain. No matter what happens around you, he will remain. And that's yep. just, that's amazing to me. So, uh, 
So when in, you're in life and everything starts to take a turn, what is our natural response? Uh, I know often, probably more than I'd like to admit, it's how could this ever work out for good, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I can think of so many times in my life of just what felt like things crumbling all around me. And it's like, I know you say all things work for your good, but how, how can yeah. that happen? And, and doubt creeps yep. in. Well, and I think that's, um, for me personally, um, I think I spoke a little bit about it last time, but I was in a job that was very, very not good for me. It was a good job in general. I was taking care of people. I was doing what like in general would be a good thing. Right. Um, but honestly, everything started just to crumble. And I didn't understand how me crumbling was going to be good to the point where I was up for firing, not for anything that I did as far as like my care towards people. It was for like attendance wise, not being able to stay over that right. type of thing. Right. And I remember being on the chopping block. They were like, well, we're going to have to fire you. And I kind of realized at that moment that that was like God's way of giving me an, an out. Like, yep. even though that, like everything weeks leading up to it was so stressful and everything was like, well, how am I going to pay? And we were getting married and like, how am I going to pay for everything? Right. And how am I going to do everything? But God used that to be able to take me out of a situation that I did not need to be in no longer. You know what I mean? And so you have to look at that and you right. don't see it from right. you know, Once outside. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, I was like, oh, well, you know, I kind of have bills to pay and I kind of have to do this. You know what right. I mean? And you have to stay on the focus of, even though I don't know. I trust you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But for me, what I love is that once we're through them, going through them is not fun. No, I don't want to do that. Right. But once we have, we can look back in our life and all we see is just God was there in all of it. Oh, yeah. You know, we're like in the middle of the trial, you're like, I'm alone. Where's yeah. God? And then you look back and you're like, that's where he was the yeah. whole time. Yeah. You know, he was, he was never, you know, he never left us. And that's, that's awesome. So um, another great example of having a firm faith in the moving is um, someone that I have recently grown to love. Um, mm -hmm. She's dead. She's no longer <laughs> alive, but uh, she's just a great, uh, great story from Corey Ten Boom. Um, her family helped Jews escape the Nazis and they were imprisoned because of it. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's so many amazing examples of God working in her life, um, such as the time they were going into a concentration camp. Things were super strict about people um, not being allowed to take things in with them. Mm -hmm. um, her and her sister were together and um, they had a Bible that they wanted to take with them. So they had at least something to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And um, they knew that anything that they had, the Bible included, would just be taken away and disregarded. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I can't remember the, I couldn't find the exact um, story on how they yeah. did it, but they hid the Bible in, I think it was the bathroom, mm -hmm. and was later able to come back and get that Bible and they carry that with them throughout their imprisonment. And that's what got them through. And they were able to share the gospel because of getting that Bible. And that was, that was really risky on their part to oh, yeah. go and to get that. And, um, so they, they hid the Bible and they were able to get it. And then there was also a time, this one, I love this story. There was a time that fleas broke out mm -hmm. in, um, where they were being held and the guards wouldn't even come in because of, they were afraid to get the fleas. And so they were, Betsy, um, Corey's sister and her were talking like, this is, Betsy was saying, this is for God's good. And Corey's like, how is please for God's good? Yeah. And because the guards wouldn't come in, they were able to share the gospel freely mm -hmm. because the guards weren't watching them as well. And so that was how God was working in their lives. And they faced, um, if you go up and read her story, it's just crazy what they faced and how she remained strong and steadfast yeah. through all of it and how God was constantly working out for her good. 
Yep. And um, through even the loss of her sister and her dad mm -hmm. um, during their imprisonment, she was later released um, from the concentration camp due to uh, an error of some sort. And she knew her strength didn't come from herself. Yeah. Getting through all of that, the imprisonments, the fleas, the horrible conditions of the concentration camps, the yeah. unimaginable, and even her family, losing her family, her everything, her unmovable faith wasn't of her. No, it wasn't oh, herself. No, no, no. no. It no. was from God. And she recognized that he gave it to her just when she needed it. Yeah. And I think that, um, especially, so I don't know about in her case, but I think a lot of us get this, um, I, cause I've, I felt it many times an entitlement, right? Like, especially growing up and watching other people get things. Why can't I have them? Right. Like it's the whole thing of, Let's say even take it, for example, when I was younger, like, obviously, you and CJ have been together for 150 million years at this point. And so, like, when I was younger, I was like, and I didn't meet Jacob until I was, what, 21, 22. I mean, that's still young. But, yeah. like, in the years of, like, my parents, your parents, and you guys, it right. was, like, really, like, like, we were way down the line. Right. And so, for a long time, I was like, before I met Jacob, I was like, why... Is it okay for them to be able to start a life, them to start a family, and I can't find anybody? Like, I remember that entitlement, like, that I deserve this. Right. I deserve And I think that's kind of the same thing. It's like, why do I have to deal with the fleas right. in order to share this gospel while other people are free to right. spread the gospel somewhere else? Right. And I think we all have to understand that our story, God writes our story personally for us, and it can't be compared right. to anybody else. Right. Well, if you, you know... If you would have rushed into a relationship, mm -hmm. maybe when me and CJ started dating, you probably would have met Jacob. You yeah. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. there's, there's a reason that our story is our personal stories because it's it was created for us. Yeah. And uh, thinking of all the things that she faced and all that she went through, I think of so often we get a flat tire and we complain all day. Like, oh, I was late to work because I had a flat tire. And yep. like, we just go on and <laughs> yeah. on of the stupidest small things. She when... literally was in prison she, yeah. and like lost her dad and her sister. Like, yeah. do like death like not just like they like got separated like yeah. death yeah. And, and we're like it's in the um, she explains the sounds of the concentration camps mm -hmm. and the just the things that they had to see it's just no human should have to go through and see those no. things and live those things and she came out of it saying god carried me through mm -hmm. you know yeah and, and and how peddly well and think about the um even with joseph like right. his life was so crazy and when it got to the end how many of us would have turned our brothers away. Right. So when his brothers came back, the story of Joseph, obviously, everything was crazy, and he got sold by his brothers, and his brothers hated him and pretended that he was dead. And when he came down to the end, he was faced with his brothers. And instead of making them starve because there was a huge famine going mm -hmm. on or in Or a ha-ha, look at me. Yeah, I'm here. I can't. He was the one that was divvying up the food supply, basically. And his brothers came to him, and they didn't really know who he was at first. Right. But instead of being like, well, you deserve this because you treated me like this, they show, or he showed love to them. Yep. And that's really a big deal for this is just because somebody does something wrong to you in the trials of your life right. doesn't necessarily mean that they deserve the same thing back. Right. He showed forgiveness to mm -hmm. his brothers. Yep. 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 And that's uh, such a powerful story, and I can't wait to, to dive into all this at yeah. camp. And uh, so... Uh, so thanks for discussing this with us. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be appropriate to have our quote of the day be from Corey Temple herself. Mm -hmm. uh, you can never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. Mm -hmm. And um, the song that kind of goes with this that I, I had on my heart was um, Faithful God by I Am They. 
So thanks so much for joining us, and I'll be can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye.